going to go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns! Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Said I'm going to be a legend soon. I'm a legend now. Go deep. To this station is one of my uh, mentor friends, former co-workers, Larry Kotler. Uh, this was once his home. You may remember Larry, uh, the greatest sports book in radio. Is that how it goes? The greatest sports book in radio? Or What was his? He said the greatest Rolodex. sports Rolodex. That was greatest Rolodex. And I'm a big fan of is not what you know is who you know. Uh, Larry Kotler, I met him about 2014 when I moved back from San Francisco to Des Moines. I uh, started with the Ops, and he had a radio show over there with Andy Garman. Uh, they had a great show. Larry just had this swagger about him. He sagged his pants. He's like 60 years old. He, he walked with a swag, uh, always had the top two buttons unbuttoned. The dude just, he, he was an OG, and you just felt it around him, but he was also the nicest guy ever. He welcomed me. Uh, he, he put me on. He gave me opportunities that not a lot of people would have given me. Uh, my great Larry Collar story is the Christmas party when we were working with the ops. That first year, I walk in late, as usual, and I see a black lady at the buffet. And, you know, it's Iowa. It's radio. Besides myself and a, a salesperson, Clint Burkhall, we were the only black guys at the radio station when I first got there in 2014. And uh, so, you know, me being me, I assume wife at the buffet, you know, so I go up, be friendly. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, Deb, nice to meet you. And, you know, where's Clint? Oh, uh, Clint Burkhall, he's over there. Awkward exchange. So I walk over to Clint. I'm like, hey, Clint, I think I just met your wife over there. He's like, ah, that's not me. I see Larry and Larry's like, oh, me, young man, that's all me. <laughs> And that just let me know that Larry Swag was unmatchable. Uh, rest in peace. Um, Larry was lost through a tragic accident during the floods of uh, what's now two and a half years ago, June of 2018, I believe. And so he's a big part of me being here. Uh, he's a big part of the station. He still lives on um, and he still has the greatest Rolodex in sports history. So shout out to 1350 ESPN. Let's get into the show. French, are you ready for this? You, you got the board figured out? I think so. We haven't screwed up completely yet. The beginning is a little rough, but other than that, we're good to go. I have no silent alarm button on the board. What exactly would a silent alarm do for that? Are we getting robbed in here? Or what? Someone just really wants to get on the show. They really want to ta talk to Powell. They really want to talk to Seneca. They obviously don't want to talk to us, otherwise they just come in nicely. No. But uh, yeah, we got a silent alarm just in case something goes on. 515-244-1350. Give me three reasons when you call in why we would need a silent alarm on our board in a small studio where we have, you know, this is the home of Star, Laser. Give them silent alarms. If you want to rob them, rob them. We don't, we're, we have, we're the little guys. We have nothing to do with that. So, And there's like four stations between us in the beginning. So they would have to immediately come here. <laughs> yeah. We're, you know, I'm a popular guy. What can I say? Uh, so I want to start this off with somewhat of a hot take, someone might say. You know, um, the state of Iowa is coming off a, a weekend where we were put on a national spotlight. You know, we had Iowa versus Gonzaga on national television. We had Iowa State playing Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. We were supposed to have Iowa play Michigan football. We should have had Iowa-Indiana. Or Iowa-Indiana, yeah. So the Big 10 just couldn't get right, can't get right when it came to COVID this year. Uh, so we understood that Big 10 football. Uh, but both teams, Iowa State, Iowa, were on that big spotlight. And what did we do? We choked it. We choked it. We choked it down like a turkey leg at the Iowa State Fair, uh, which 
I'm not quite mad at because like we finished strong. Iowa State had a great second half and showed that we can still compete with those type of teams. We we thought we had a chance at the end, honestly. I mean, you can't beat a uh, team like Oklahoma and beat the refs at the same time. Uh, yes, but we don't need excuses. You know, we lost a, a defensive player early in the game and our whole mood changed. You know, as a fan, as the team, as the coach, you just saw it and it, it took a lot of life out of us and it, it killed us that first half. Uh, but, you know, again, we fought. It was a great, great opportunity for Iowa State on a big stage. And obviously, I'm a cyclone country around here. I'm an Iowa State fan, but much respect to Iowa. You know, they've come out the gates in basketball and just dominating teams until they fought a real team and then got dominated in that first half as well. Yeah, I think that's something that's going to be really tricky, especially with a team like Gonzaga. Jalen Suggs is for real. It is going to be one of the top picks in the leave early. But, you know, when you've got a team like Gonzaga, they're well coached. Every year, they're a top team and they've put you know, countless talent into the NBA over the last 10 years. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to be really interesting to watch this year. Iowa, you know, I saw, I read an article the other day that I don't, the uh, author said, I don't remember when a player solidified their player favorite in a loss, but 30 points, 10 boards and three blocks for Luca Garza. He is the runaway favorite right now for player of the year. He is a beast and he's a, he's a type of position that not a lot of teams have. So the NBA will be looking for that type of position. You know, that big man is hard to, and it's a generational player and he might be that guy. You know, I'm a little weary of his eyebrows and uh, how he looks at me sometimes, but uh, he's a big dude. And I think he, he's going to, he's, he's the truth. He's going to go to distance. So I, I give them props for that. But Iowa teams that were on the big stage this past weekend, I think the one that's getting the least amount of credit who is right now is the little brother. The little brother right here in Des Moines, Iowa, Drake University. Yeah, and great start to the season. Nine and zero for basketball. And quietly, I have that kind of feeling that we felt. In 2008, I first moved to Santa Cruz, and it was April, March of 2008, and I'm trying to explain to people, my new friends, what's on the map. And then I look up on ESPN, and there's this little guy, number five, from Drake University, dunking on, I don't know, West Virginia or someone. And I'm like, ah, that's that's it. That's Iowa. That's that's us. And that year, Drake made a run, you know, not far in the tournament, but they had that little magical three months that we felt. And I feel that little tingling right now. And even back then, I don't think people took it seriously until they beat up Big Brother. They came and beat Iowa State by 40 points. Um, they beat Iowa in a close one at Carver by about five points and then they beat you and I and I think that's when people started taking them seriously they know the little brother is coming they're nine and oh right now Drake University basketball and they got a great coach their coach is uh, you know his son is coming from Waukee it's gonna be a father-son tandem just like McDermott at Creighton so Drake the little brother let's you know I think I want to take us back to 2008 um when I mentioned number five Duncan on ESPN while I was in California watching on TV trying to tell my friends where Iowa was that number five was Leonard Houston. And as Frenchie would say, Leonard was maybe, what, the third best player on that team? Yeah, I mean, had some incredible talent. But when you got Adam Emenecker and Josh Young flanking you at the guard positions, it's it's tough to really put the number on who were the top players. Yep, and Leonard had that athleticism. Uh, what he doesn't have is a Jethro sandwich named after him. So, you know, we, we can mention that. But uh, I say that in the fact that we're going to take a commercial break here shortly. But we have Leonard Houston coming up. Uh, he's calling into the show, and we want to take us back to that 2008, find out what that magic was really like, find out what happened after that process, because I believe Coach Davis took a job at Providence. Yep, Kino left year. right after that year. Um, Leonard had an opportunity with the Iowa Energy or NBA, which I'm not sure how that fizzled out or how it went. Uh, Adam Emenecker, 
senior year as well? Yeah, he ended up internationally. And uh, yeah, they glad- graduated Clayton Corver as well, who yep. uh, younger brother of uh, not NBA great, but NBA great three point shooter Kyle Corver, both of them out of Pella. Once a sixer as well, my Philadelphia team. Uh, but so stick around for the break. We're going to talk to Leonard Houston. Go back to that feeling of university basketball and their heyday, probably their second best ever team, 2008, when they meet This year, they're 9 0. They'll play Iowa State this year. They won't play you and I, or they will play you and I. They won't play Iowa. So they won't have the opportunity to beat Big Brother and really prove that they're serious this year. But I think they have an opportunity to be something special. And uh, we're going to talk with Leonard uh, about that right after the break. Frenchie, you got anything for him? Not really. Just uh, really missed that Big Four Classic. It was such a great time getting to go to those games and uh, watch the Big Brother versus the Little Brother. And just super excited to get to talk to Leonard after the break. Yep, this is Go Deep, your host Tyreek. We'll be right back. Go Deep, your host Tyreek. Back in the house. As I was mentioning before we went to break, you know, I want to go back to that 2008 Drake University season. 1350 ESPN. This is the home of Drake basketball. And so I felt it was only right to start off this first show by bringing us back. You know, the Drake Bulldogs are currently 9-0 and in basketball right now. They won't play Big Brother Iowa State. They won't play Big Brother Iowa. They will play UNI a few times. It's a whole different season. We're in a pand- pandemic, obviously. Uh, but I think they still deserve that respect right now because that 9-0 and is starting to reminiscent a little bit about that 2008 season. And uh, just to bring us back to that 2008 season, we're joined here with Leonard Houston. Leonard, you here? Yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. Hey, how how are you, Tariq? I'm doing all right, man. You all right? Good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Before we even get into the 2000, about, you know, I saw you on TV when I was in California, Duncan, number five, hopping up there. Uh, What are you, 6'3", 6'4"? Yeah, 6'3". That was about 12 years ago. Can you still dunk? Yeah, I, I can still get up a little bit. Hey, uh, yeah. Now, now before you yeah. answer that question, do remember that at my office I have six basketball hoops. So, okay. you know, can can you still dunk? Oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. you can still get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't sound confident. We have to do a Facebook keep, live. I play for keep now. You know what I'm saying. I'm older. I play for keep. Different. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, let's take us back. Have you been following uh, Drake this year so far? I have, man. I have. And, and you know, yeah, you know, I, I was listening to the conversation earlier. You know, yeah, I wasn't no regular player, man. I was the best player on that team. I yeah. Everybody know that. French, you know Frenchie said yeah. you're the third best player on the team, not the best. Nah, man. Hey, hey, ESPN, <laughs> look, ESPN always had me on top 10. So I, I definitely thank ESPN for all the support that they gave me. Yes, respect. You know? But uh, yeah, other than that, man, you know, uh, yeah, I was a baller, baby. Yeah, I mean, you're a versatile guard. I think what uh, Coach Jimmy kind of changed up his dad's style a little bit and, you know, kept that kind of full-court press, but, you know, that half-court trap or whatever you guys were doing defensively. Uh, always, if, if you ever go back to that season, 2004, uh, uh, 2008, Yep, I had to guard all the best players on every team. I don't know if people, people never gave me respect, but they never, you know, hey, shout-out to Johnny Bright, too. But, uh, you know, you know, Drake don't block it like, like quarterbacks. But um, every that we played, I always had to guard the best player. If you go, if you go back, I was at the front of the press. You know, I had to guard. I mean, we can go down the list. Uh, Indiana State, who was it? Osiris Eldridge. Um, so was, uh, you were always that, that shutdown player. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was the best defensive guard. 
which I, I, I agree. You, respect. You, uh, ESPN gave you respect. I didn't give you respect. I, I you know, I, I saw the flashy dunks and the speed, and yeah. I didn't even think about the defensive. Uh, you know, Nobody thought about you, that. You know, and you yeah, guys were a defensive team. That's what your coach was about. We were a defensive team, man. Um, and uh, that's why I was recruited. I was recruited by Tom Davis. He's the coach at Iowa. Yep. He's one of the most winningest coaches at Iowa. So he recruited me to come here. We didn't get along. He wanted me to be a fundamental player. But I played with athleticism. He didn't like that. And so that's why I didn't play the first three years very much. I mean, all the players know. You ask, I remember that you ask everybody on that team. I used to crush practice every practice. He would threaten to kick me off the team because they couldn't beat me in practice. Uh oh, you got to be a team player, player. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, no, no, that's not a team player. Look, 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 look. That's making a team. But okay, you see what happened my senior year? They wanted us, they thought we were going to be the worst team in the country. We were ranked 300 and something out of what, 360 teams? Yeah. The, the writers had yeah. no faith in you to. Man, no, no faith in the boy. When his son took over, he came to me. So Leonard is your team. And so take I us had, back I to had two walk on. Take take us back to that to that season, man. So you know you, I know yeah. by probably January once you guys you know you you smoked Iowa State. Uh, you had that a close would be one. The boys by forty. Yeah. yeah, and then a close one at Carver. I think by about four points with Iowa. Uh, but was it you know for me at that point that's where I kind of was like oh these boys legit. Uh, but at what point in that. Season, Feel that little bit of magic, like yo, we we might be on to something here. Uh, man, uh, it was the first game. Look, it was the first tournament. We went to uh, Morocco. We went to St. Mary's out in San Francisco, and uh, we played against Patty Mills. He with the, I think he with the uh, Spurs. I think he's still with the San Antonio Spurs. They were ranked tw- top twenty-five in the country. I got fouled out that game. I was pissed. We lost. That was our first loss. And and I'm a baller, bro. I I, did, I never like I didn't like losing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 I came here for basketball. I didn't come here for academic. You know what I'm saying? I didn't come here for academic kids. <laughs> you know, and that's real. So stop, stop there for a second because that's real. I mean, uh, as much as we preach it and say, "Hey, there's you know these are athletes, but they still got to get their education because you know a uh, large percentage of these athletes do not go pro, do not yeah. continue in that world of sport, yeah. and they yeah. need something yeah. to fall back on." Uh, where you uh, currently are? You getting your master's at Drake, or is that right? Yeah, well, I, I went to Drake for my master's, you know, so I used to, uh, so I, I started a company, I started a sales company, and I was selling uh, newspapers for uh, the newspaper out here, they got a newspaper in the morning, and then um, there's a couple other newspapers that they have in um, uh, South Dakota, um, we had a couple, couple newspapers there, Iowa City, you know what I'm saying, so I... I so you went from Duncan to slinging newspapers. Slinging newspapers, man. I made them. Do, I made them about a billion dollars. You know yeah. And so, then uh, you know they try. You know, they try to see. You know that after that, basically after that, um, I went back to school for my MBA. Okay. And um, when I when I got out of school, I decided to stay in media, but uh, entertainment media. So I started a, a record company. Okay. So, so now we do we do music, and um, one of our top artists. Um, you know, we go by the name of you go by the name of Papers, and uh, you know you can find Papers on any uh, form, you know, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you got. Uh, you can also find me on uh, Facebook, Leonard uh, Houston the Second. Uh, we post a lot of stuff about it. Okay, uh, make sure y'all go. Yeah, make sure y'all go buy that album. Make sure y'all go support it. You know, we got a concert coming up January fifteenth at the Horizon Event Center as well. So make sure. Okay, so you. 
you're still working. So, I mean, you talked yeah. about you did go back to school and get that education or work on education, but you came you, you came to Drake to games to ball out to hoop yeah, and win championships. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. you know, you got that. They were lucky to have me, man. Yeah. They were lucky to have me. I I should have went to Michigan State. I, I remember when I came out of high school, I was going to go to Michigan State, but I came here for Tom Davis. And, uh, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a great recruiter and a great coach. And I mean, you yeah. you didn't you didn't waste that that year. You know, you guys had a great year. Um, it came down to obviously a uh, uh, quite the shot by uh, I believe Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, yeah. They, yeah. Had, a, they had a lucky they had a lucky shot. Um, hey, everyone gets luck. Everyone you guys had a few. Man. I mean, I think Emmenecker has a sandwich because he got a, you know three opportunities at a lucky shot, right? Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Don't tell him I said that. Yeah, yeah, he got a lucky shot. He was a weird one, but Adam, you know, Adam, Adam's a smart guy. I, I'll tell you this. Adam, Adam was a smart player, man. He was, uh, you know, he, he's, he deserved everything he, he got. He is, he, he's one of the, Adam is one of the smartest dudes I know. I, 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 I would say that. And that's no lie. You know, when it, but, you know, when it comes to, I, I you know what I'm saying, I ran this thing. I don't know, you know, we was in the locker room. The first time we lost the same areas, I go, look, man, we're not losing any more games. Give me the ball when you come down the court. Like that, that's anyone that I went to high school with, they know I used to dribble basketball down the hallways in high school. I used to skip class to go to the basketball court in high school. Ball is, I was, that ball was ball is life. Team. Yeah, I felt short change. Yeah, ESPN, you know, they put me on top 10 sports. They, they rocked with me, but here in Des Moines, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Johnny Bright, too, bro. But yeah. you know, in Des Moines, you know, they was, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they didn't want to pay me my respect. Well, you know, to that here in a second, we, we are joined with Leonard Houston, former Drake basketball player from the great, special, amazing 2008 season. As we talk Big Drake time. basketball, the home of Drake here at 1350 ESPN. Uh, this is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. Uh, Leonard, so after that, you know, Western Kentucky hits that amazing, miraculous, lucky shot, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Um, the oh, season love. ends. Yeah. Coach Davis goes uh, young, I think, and Cook are still at Drake. Uh, you had an opportunity to go to the Energy NBA. Kind of explain to me what that process was and what exactly happened. Because I heard so many different angles of the story of you didn't register for the draft. Uh, you didn't know you were supposed to register for a draft. Uh, the Energy couldn't hey, sign you. Look, so so here, let me let me get out of school because because I didn't find this out until I, I I so when you're in college under scholarship, you are not allowed to talk to any agents. Right. Yep. So the season's over. You're still in school. You're still on scholarship. You're not allowed to talk to any agent. Even after the season, now, even after Western Kentucky hit that shot, you couldn't walk I, I, across I, the street I, and talk to an agent. The, 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 the very moment, the minute, the second after he hit that shot, no, you can't talk to any agents. You have to wait till you're on scholarship, which I think, which I think is, is BS because the reason why I think it's BS because I got jacked because they say your coach is supposed to put your name in the hat. So we didn't have anyone from our team. Look, mind you, we were ranked. Drake was ranked. We we were ranked as high as what fourteenth in the country. Yeah, you guys maybe even higher. You know, we had we had not one player have one tryout for any NBA team, or did they go to Portsmouth any NBA camp? Forty three inch vertical, which was the highest vertical in the country. Derrick Rose was next. He had a forty two inch vertical, according to the guys that were drafted. Right. Yep. yep. So. No, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have that. We, we didn't have those, those opportunities. Now, when I, when I, when I finished, I found this out when I finished, right? Just through the grapevine. And so, um. What about the opportunity with the local D-League team? Was that not a. Yeah. So, so they caught, right. So, so I went to, I went to, uh, I went overseas. So I went to Hungary for a little bit. And, um, I went out of position, you know, they didn't speak any English. And, uh, you know, I was a shooting guard. I was a pure, you give me the ball, I'm taking you to the rack. But they wanted me to play play the point, 
which, you know, in the NBA, they have a lot of shooting guards playing the point. Yeah. Anyhow. Steph Curry. But overseas, you know, they're real, you know, they're, they're, they're you know, a lot of them kind of traditional. They want to distribute a little bit. You couldn't adjust but, to, the, to the ways, to the times, to the, to man, the position? No, I couldn't understand what they were trying to say because they didn't speak English. Okay. You know, <laughs> to be to be honest. But uh, um, so I ended up, so, so I was leaving hungry and I was going to go to France. But the agent I had at the time, like, I didn't like the agent I had at the time. I fired the agent. I came back to the States. And then the Iowa Energy signed out. I was back in the States. So they, uh, Nick Nurse and all of them were calling me, asking me to come. Uh, try out for the team. So I came, tried out for the team. It was like, yo, you know, we think you'd be an NBA point guard, you know, three years, this, that, and the third. Um, I ended up making the team, you know, uh, shortly after. Uh, back in the day, it was a girl named Sean Johnson. So I started, like, we was, I, I started working with high to sign autographs with Sean Johnson. So we the gymnast? The gymnast? Olympic gymnast? The gymnast, yeah. Okay. So she was like a gym, amazing person, yeah. And so, uh, okay, uh, so basically, the basketball yeah, so opportunity kind of faded away after that. Well, well, no, the, the uh, basketball opportunity didn't fade away. Ivy started recruiting me. Okay. And so, at the Iowa Energy, like I didn't have an NBA contract. Like guys was on our team. Like we had guys, Demetrius Nichols. We had guys that played for the Chicago Bulls. We had guys. That, we had guys that were on NBA contract. They was making money. They can afford to 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 feed themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like when I played with the Energy. No, you know, my contract was like, was, was peanuts, you know? It was like $18,000 a year, you know what I'm saying? Not including taxes, right? Yep. So, so high B coming at me, they're like, yo, you can blah, 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 blah. It's like some corporate uh, J-O-B type stuff, right? And so I really didn't want to do the J-O-B thing. And so, but I told Nick Nurse about it. And all the players were like, oh, you should have told, told Nick Nurse now. You know what I'm saying? So he yeah. started bringing other NBA players. Put yourself players. in a situation, yeah. Right. So I put myself in a situation. So, because, I mean. You know what I'm saying? You want to be 100%. If you in, you want to be 100%. If you out, you out, right? Like, it's, it's business. Yep. And so, I mean, that's and that's how it goes. Like you said, it's a business, and especially after college. Uh, we do yeah. have to take a break and get out of here. Uh, but, you know, I do want to end this on uh, just real quickly. What is your relationship with Drake University right now? Uh, I mean, look, I gave them, I, I came here, did, did what I was supposed to do, handle business, gave them a championship. I don't owe them nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Do you feel like, like they owe you reason, something? You know what I'm saying? They gave me the silent treatment for whatever reason. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, Do you like, feel they like they like owe you something? I'm in high school. Say what? I said, do you feel like they owe you something or treated you no, differently? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, energy's energy. I mean, you can feel the energy, like. I, I can feel the energy. Yeah, I feel you know a little hostility. I feel a little hostility between you two. Uh, you know, so look, look, look. The energy, energy is energy. Like, like I said, look, I was sure I felt change. I came here for basketball. I didn't come here to be on no political shit. Sorry. Okay, but, that <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you good man. But I, I appreciate as, as I mentioned, we gotta get out of here and head to break. But uh, I appreciate you joining us, man. I, I, I wanted our listeners to get back to that 2008 feeling. And kind of connect Absolutely. with you a little bit, get to know where you're coming from, and get to know your angle um, as the I third best player on a team, according to Frenchie, my producer. Um, oh yeah, yeah man, absolutely. <laughs> hey, absolutely. Leonard man. Houston, former player of yeah. uh, former number five. I was, Drake. Mike, I was the Michael Jordan at Drake, baby. Hey, you know that. He claims he can still dunk. We might have to challenge you to that. Maybe next week you come down to my office, uh, dunk, okay. and we'll do a Facebook live and see what see what the listeners rate you. Oh. 
I love it. I, I love appreciate it. you joining us, man. You said January 15th, Horizon Event Center, Papers, your Winterfest. Is that right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, doors opening at uh, 6.30. Doors open at 6.30. Make sure you get your tickets or you can just show up. Get your tickets at the door. Just pull up. All right, man. Leonard Houston, we appreciate you. Former Drake player. This is 1350 ESPN. Go deep. Your host, Tyreek. We'll be right back with uh, Lewis Bing, NFL agent, all things NFL. Woo! Former Drake. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. Woo! Former Drake player Leonard Houston. I don't know about you, but Leonard Houston seemed a little, a little at university right now. Or maybe he's just mad at Frenchie for calling him the uh, third best player on the former 2008 Drake basketball team. But Leonard said he's number one. I got to take his word for it. He had a 43-inch vertical. His defensive shutdown prowess. Uh, but he didn't get a sandwich named after him at Jethro, so I'm not sure. This is Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. I'm your host, Tyreek. Uh, still plenty more to come. I got coming up in the next hour. Uh, comedian number one this summer on iTunes and Amber album. Uh, and we're going to talk all things football right now. I am going to open the phone lines here in about 10 minutes. 515-244-1350. That's 515-244-1350. Your chance to call in, talk your favorite team. Talk about Leonard Houston being upset with Drake University. Talk about who was the best player on that Drake University team in 2008, uh, as we are where we stand 9-0, and Drake basketball right now. Uh, so let me know what you want to talk about. Talk, 90 seconds, hang up and listen, or we'll let you know if you want to stick around. Uh, as I mentioned, we all things football right now. I'm joined with NFL agent Lewis Bing. Lewis, you there? Yeah. How you doing, sir? I'm good. Haven't uh, haven't talked to you since in the sixth grade. Yeah, man. Things. It's funny the way this world works out, right? You had, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, let's see. We met we met in Ames, but then you head to University of Miami. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I grew up at you know born and raised in Ames. Lived here 18 years. Then uh, you know went to Miami for college. Uh, ended up in school and have been in Dallas for about 10 years now. So still uh, still live here. Live about five minutes from the star where the Cowboys practice. So uh, yeah, I mean. I, I do go back to Ames every every uh, once or twice a year, represent Iowa State players over the years, actually. So I'm still, uh, you know, pretty in tune with what goes on back home and, uh, you know, try to keep track of it as much as I can. And, I mean, from Iowa to Miami to Dallas, sounds like a fun life. Uh, I'm guessing a big part of that, you being in Dallas, was when you represented David Irving of the uh, Dallas Cowboys? Is that the oh, move yeah. for the move? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, big exactly. player. I'd follow him wherever he went too. You know, that's a big contract to follow. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, we had good times. Um, you know, unfortunately, didn't didn't really end well. Um, but uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm in a good spot right now. You know, th- those were great memories. But you know, on on to bigger things at the moment. You know, David's happy where he is. So you know, we'll go from there. Yep, bigger and better things. And we will talk NFL, man. But uh, first, I want to talk about you know, you are from Ames. Uh, I assume you have some love for the Iowa State Cyclones to recruit here often. Um, Iowa State, Iowa had a big weekend last weekend on a net. They choked, but they had a big weekend. Uh, and, and you know, we haven't gotten into it on the show just yet. I will in the next hour. But my, my take right now is Coach Matt Campbell, if I was in his camp, if I had love for Matt Campbell uh, and truly cared about his future, I would think this year is his window to start flirting with NFL teams to kind of make that jump, that run. You know, and I'm a Cyclone fan, but coming from the Matt Campbell camp, if I was in it, 
I think now's the time this winter is for him to start flirting with the NFL teams, not a Michigan, not, you know, you know, maybe Oklahoma college that style, but NFL, what, what's your thoughts on Campbell to the NFL and should he stay with Iowa state or should he try to run for the Hills? I know he's been rumored, um, you know, throughout the past few years of having NFL interest. I, I don't know Matt personally. Uh, I, I do know he's very well respected within NFL circles. So the opportunity has been there for him. Um, I'm sure it's going to continue to be there for him over the next few years, as long as he continues to have success. But I guess at the end of the day, it's, it's about what he wants. Uh, you know, some coaches prefer college uh, and a guy like Nick Saban, who, you know, tried the NFL, wasn't yeah. really for him. Didn't work out. Came well. back, came back to college and, and, you know, this is where he was meant to be. So, I guess it all depends on the coach. I mean, a, a lot of coaches, the ultimate goal is to coach in the NFL, but for others, it's not. So, um, you know, that would probably be a, a, a question for him on, on, you know, what he wants to do. But uh, like I said, he's very well respected in, the, in NFL circles, and I'm sure the opportunities there for him if he wants to make that move. Man, if I was him, I would be flirting, flirting. You know, there's not not the Jets. I wouldn't, I wouldn't send him to go there and die, but... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and that's the other thing, you know, it depends on the organization. You don't want to just go to the NFL just because it's the NFL. Some some places, it's you know, you're you're not in a situation where you can really win. Like for example, I feel like when Fred Hoiberg left Iowa State for the NBA, he Ooh. was in a no-win situation. Soft subject here and in so, the state. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it, it depends on. It's not just you know, it's not just the the NFL, but it also depends on the situation, the opportunity. Is it right? Can I have success there? Uh, and I think a lot of that needs to be considered before you, you make the jump. Yeah, I agree. As an Eagles fan, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Matt Campbell. I don't know if he's built for Philadelphia, but I think he is. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, as an Eagles fan, I would love to see Eric Riddick and, you know, or Lewis Riddick and uh, Eric B. Enemy, uh, that kind of duo in our office right now. You know, I'm not happy where we stand. Um, what are, what are you know, your top three teams right now who just need a coaching overhaul, a, a just complete wash and start over? Uh, I mean, right now there, there's a couple teams that have already fired their GMs. Yeah, that's so a good start. you know the the Falcons are are starting over with Quinn, and um, their GM is gone. The Texans they're starting over. The Jaguars they're starting over. So and and then they get a couple more. And the Carolina Panthers just fired their GM the other day, and so. You know, we'll see. There might be some more openings as well uh, coming up. You know, the lines, of course. But um, you know, I feel like it depends on what situation you want. You know, Jacksonville. They right now they have the number one pick. That's going to be a great situation, a, a big opportunity to really start from scratch. Um, you know, Houston. They got a quarterback. You you're not starting from scratch. You got something to work with. Uh, so it, it really depends on what what the goals are. You know, some GM like taking over a team and building from ground up what the type the exact type of team they want and then some prefer to go into a situation that you know has a Deshaun Watson already that has a franchise yes. quarterback already so I guess it just depends what situation we do but but you know this is I don't think last year um last year or something, there wasn't there wasn't this many opportunities out there this year a lot of teams are making moves out there so I'm, I'm definitely you know keeping track of what's going on and and definitely excited to see where some of these guys Hi, Lewis. This is producer Frenchie. Uh, so, the um, a lot of the talk for the awards in the NFL is the uh, um, NFL MVP, but I think Coach of the Year is also one that I think a lot of people don't 
really talk enough about. Who do you think might be the favorites? You know, a lot of people are talking about Cleveland, Miami, even Kansas City, or Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. Who do you think are probably the favorites to uh, win that Coach of the Year award this year? Uh, it's hard to say who's going to win because I don't, I don't vote for it. I don't know what goes into the voting process. Uh, as far as who I, who I think have done the best job so far, uh, Flores in Miami has definitely done a great job. Mike Vrabel in Tennessee um, has done a great job. Uh, to me, those two guys uh, are near the top of the list for sure. Um, you know, Kansas City, of course, having another great year. You gotta, gotta look into that. But if, if I had to guess, I would say uh, Flores would get it just because of where Miami's been the last couple years and and where they are now, uh, likely making the playoffs. So I think uh, you know. A lot of times they do like to give that award to guys who turn around a franchise. Yes, Flores is legit. I really, you know, uh, obviously the last three weeks have really put Pittsburgh in a situation where people are doubting them. Uh, they were my pick at the beginning you know of the what? season. Last year's, Tomlin's job last year. Honestly, he should have won it last year. He, he, he was year. on his third, fourth string quarterback. He should have won it last year. They still almost yeah. made the playoffs. Uh, yeah. This year, well, you know, they're stumbling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tomlin's a great coach. I mean, what he did last year was one of the best coaching jobs I've ever seen. I don't think, you know, for him to hold that ship together with all the injuries, everything that was going on in that team, uh, you know, I feel like even though this year they have a much better record, but last year to me that was he that might have been it. his best coaching job ever. Yep, it was very impressive. Uh, and even as an Eagles fan, I put money on the Steelers to win this year at the beginning of the season just because they looked like they were built ready for a championship run. Um Looking at next season, we we joke about the Jets and tanking for Trevor, uh, but there's you know there's about a good five or six quarterbacks that are coming out of this draft that could possibly make a big impact on teams. Um, you look at Lawrence Fields, Wilson, Lance, um, Jones from Alabama, and Trask. Uh, you know I personally uh, there's something about Trask that I like, but he also has a great tight end right now, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> but who outside of Lawrence, who's your favorite quarterback coming out of? the draft this year and even peaking into next year, uh, you know, with follow, let me know how you feel about Brock Purdy. I think, uh, I think Justin Fields is, is the, uh, is the best out there outside of Lawrence. Um, Trask, I'm not a fan of cause he's a Gator. You know, I, I don't like those Florida guys. So, um, I know that, but, um, you know, he, he does have a great tight end. He does have a great tight end. That's, that's the best, tight end prospect I've seen in a long time, to be honest, and too, to be honest. But um, uh, as far as Hurdy goes, um, you know, I, I know that there was a lot of talk about him uh, coming into the season, maybe leaving early. I, 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 I've never talked to Brock before, and uh, I, don't, I doubt that's going to happen. I, I can't see him leaving early. Uh, so I think he will be back next year, and uh, I think a lot of it depends on, on what he does his senior year. Um, you know, he, he's not the prototypical, you know, 6'3", 225 type of quarterback, but um, you know the, the NFL is shifting towards smaller guys who can who can you know who have the feet to move around, make plays, and so opportunities for for guys guys his size are are better now than it's ever been before. So I think he's uh, you know he's got a big senior year coming up coming up ahead of him, and a lot of it will depend on how he does then. Lewis being NFL agent and uh, just all around good guy. Uh, Lewis, we're going to let you get out of here, but real quick, uh, my final question to you, out of ISU players and Iowa players uh, this senior year, which ones as an agent are on your radar would you like to have a piece of? So, you know, by, by this point of year, most of the top prospects have already made their, their agent decisions. Um, if not, they've narrowed it down to three. 
So right now, you know, we're, we're signing our guys for this draft class. But uh, who, who's the biggest prospect out of the Iowa-Iowa State guys this year? Um, I'd say it's definitely Davion Nixon in, in, in Iowa. Agreed. Um, I hate might to say the, it. Might be the best defensive tackle in the draft, and he just came out of nowhere. Ugh. So uh, he went to Iowa Western, too. So How does Ferentz always pulls a, pull a lineman and tight end out of nowhere every year? It's, it's always <laughs> offense, defense, line, tight end every year. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, you know, last year, you know, Epinesa was a pretty damn good uh, defensive lineman for them as well. So they, they, they have, yeah, some studs come out of Iowa for sure. But I mean, Iowa State's, they're, they're, they're getting, you know, they're on the right path, putting out um, a number of NFL guys too. There are a lot of, a lot of young guys on the team who, in a couple years, we can see them going pretty high. Um, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about them or anything, but, but yeah, they got some guys at Iowa State too. Who, a couple years, they're, they're going to be pretty good. Yep, I'm not going to say Brees Hall's name, but Brees Hall. Uh, Louis, <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you being here. I get to a commercial break, man. Uh, let's check in in a couple weeks, you know, after the season's over and uh, see where you guys stand as far as these prospects. For sure. I'll be happy to come back on. All right, appreciate you, man. This is Go Deep, your host, Tyreek. We're going to open these, uh, open these phone lines right when we get back in about two minutes. 515-244-1350. That's 515-244-1350. Opening, opening up these phone lines to you. The listener, let's go deep. Go deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. 515-244-1350. That's 515-244-1350. Open up the phone lines right now to you, the listener. Think. Let me know. Call in. Let me know your name or your alias that you want to go by every week. What we love here is repeat callers. You can call in every week, every day if you want. We won't be here every day. We're here every Thursday from 9 to 11. Uh, but 515-244-1350. Talk about your favorite team. Talk about NFL talk like we just had with Lewis Bing, NFL agent. Talk about Drake basketball and that that feeling back in 2008 uh, to that feeling that we might possibly have right now with an undefeated Drake basketball team. Talk about Leonard Houston for you know possibly having a little animosity between Drake. We're going to try to get him on in a couple weeks again and see if we can dig deeper into that. Uh, but while we wait for you to call in, 515-244-1350, I do want to talk about what I brought up with Lewis. Uh, Coach Campbell, man, we had we we had a great season. We're gonna have an even better year, but I think his window might be closing as far as the end. Uh, and I know he's a young coach, so in five years he might have this opportunity again. But his stock is high right now, as Lewis mentioned. He's very respected in NFL circles, and I personally think, you know, I'm a Cyclone fan. I hate to say it, but if I was him, I would be flirting with NFL teams right now. We look at Kirk Ferentz. And he went this whole, I felt like 12 year period of people mentioning his name in NFL circles and Scott Pioli, and maybe he'll be the Chiefs next coach. Um, and it never. I, I'm very happy that he never became the Chiefs head coach. In I hindsight, think he would have collapsed, honestly. As a Chiefs fan, I was happy he didn't. And as an Iowa fan, I was happy he didn't leave. Which yeah, you don't want him to leave. And that's why I, how I feel as a Cyclone fan with Campbell. Uh, I don't want him to leave, but if I'm in his camp, if I'm uh, part of his family, if I'm advising him, I'm saying, hey, man, let's, uh, you know, not the Jets. Let's ignore the Jets phone call and possibly Jacksonville's phone call, too, unless they get Trevor. Uh, but look at some of these other teams who are somewhat established, the Philadelphia Eagles, who might have a uh, who else we got out there that, you know, possibly I, I the think Vikings he, could possibly have an opening. You know, it might be time to get rid of Zimmer and I, Vikings fans, 515-244-1350. Let me know if I'm wrong. But if we if, you know, you lose this game this weekend, Friday, uh, it might be time to uh, change the course. I think Zimmer will get the benefit of the doubt because, I mean, this team, you know, shipped out a lot of defensive talent in the offseason. 
Hunter, Eric Hendricks has been banged up. Anthony Barr has been out for the year. I think he'll get the benefit out as a defensive coach. And this team has a lot of potential going to next year, bringing Thielen back. Um, if Cousins stays the starting quarterback extension, I don't think they really have a choice. Ouch. I, I really think that uh, Zimmer will get the benefit of doubt for at least one more year. But uh, they got some really good young talent in uh, guys like Cook and Jefferson to build around. They have Cook. They have Jefferson. Um, they had a defense. I'm not sure what happened. That they uh, lost everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Kirk Cousins is the elephant in the room, just like in Philadelphia, Wentz is the elephant in the room, and that, that kind of hurts it. But I still think playing for Coach Campbell. Yeah. Um, again, 515-244-1350. The hotline is now. Uh, let us know what you think. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. Uh, to answer your question, though, I think that, to me, Houston is the most intriguing one, followed by Jacksonville, because Jacksonville right now is in line for the number one pick. If they lose out, they will get that number one selection. And you've got a patient owner with uh, Shad Khan. You've got some young talent with Jerome Robinson, the running back, uh, DJ Chark, the uh, wide receiver, maybe some defensive pieces start to s- step up. CJ Henderson has had a really good rookie year for them at cornerback. And uh, I think that is a really interesting one. But I mean, you had an established star in Deshaun Watson. But the biggest problem with that is he's off his rookie contract. I think the Jags, if they get Trevor Lawrence, are the number one spot for me. Yeah, Deshaun Watson is a great talent to have. Uh, but what else do you have there? You know, the the defense Sadness. have been the defense has been playing better under Romeo Cornell because that's what he does. But what what weapons does he have? You know, I don't I don't want to bring up David Johnson and you know where has gone in the past five years. Uh, but th- that's no longer a weapon for them. You know, that, that trade to Arizona was the biggest 2020 thing of 2020. In my opinion, that trade might be the worst trade in NFL history since Herschel Walker got, went from the Cowboys to the Vikings. It's up there. And as an Eagles fan, I'm personally mad at Howie Roseman for not getting uh, Hopkins. You know, if that opportunity was there, we should have been on top of it. <laughs> not getting Hopkins, not drafting Jefferson, uh, not drafting Metcalf last year. Hey, you got Jalen Rager. You got uh, As JJ. I mentioned, Lewis Riddick. Lewis Riddick, we are, we, you are on the clock. We need you. We want you. 515-244-1350. Uh, you know, you were talking earlier about are the Sixers going to get James Harden? Uh, I think the now question is also, do the Sixers want James Harden now? Does any team want James Harden right now? Rockets had to cancel their game last night uh, due to COVID issues, not of James Harden, but we don't know really for sure yet because he was at his friend's strip club party or whatever. Uh, I don't even know. It's not a strip club. It's just a club. It's like, you're still there without a mask when you're getting ready to start a job that pays you 35 million a year. It's part of the social dilemma that we have now with, uh, with us being in a pandemic, you know, we, we all want to get out. We all want to hang out. We all want to just let loose, but there's a PR aspect, especially when you're a multi-million dollar athlete, entertainer, uh, you know, any, a job you could work at come and go and be a manager here you get pictured without a mask these days you'll get crucified and i was gonna say but if my job was telling me hey don't go to this club or if at least you're gonna go wear a mask and if they're paying me thirty five thousand a year i'm gonna listen they're paying me 35 dollars a year i'm gonna listen because that's my job he is getting paid superstar because he's one of the best players in the league he's supposed to be a face for the league a mentor for young guys and he's 
not just doing this, but skipping practice and all the things that has come to light of what he's done the last couple of years. Well, you hear about the atmosphere that was down there as far as how they catered to him. I don't know how any other player could play with him. I don't care how bad I am. I'm not catering to one player when there's 12 of us sitting around here. That's and the so, thing. No so one he's can allowed play with to him. go, you know, he, why should he feel like he should have to wear a mask when he goes to the strip club? Why should he feel like he has to show up to practice when you allow him to do what he wants? in the place so well that's the thing is no one wants to play with him that's why Dwight Howard left that's why Chris Paul left why Russell Westbrook left and um you know Russell Westbrook and he are good friends yeah but he went Westbrook out it's uh, you know there there's not enough ball to go around that's like him playing with Curry or you know uh we saw that I I wouldn't say playing like Curry because you saw what Curry did with Kevin Durant and they won two titles together yeah they won two titles but was Curry I felt like Curry was a little happy when uh Durant Ship to the East Coast, you know. He, that no, hurt. he was hardcore trying to bring him back last off season. Yeah, I man. If anyone was happy to see KD go, it was Draymond. Yeah. Oh, well, I feel like the whole team. Draymond, KD kind of brought that culture that Harden has at the Rockets, where I kind of do what I want, leave me alone. I'm the superstar, and you know that doesn't fly when you got other superstars on a team and just in a team atmosphere. Uh, still to come in our Ray Powell comedian. Uh, I got to double check this. I now lives in Iowa. What brings you from Louisiana, Iowa? Uh, but he did have the number one album on iTunes and Amazon this summer, Squirrels Get Fat, uh, with a great bit on there about Merle Hay Mall. So we'll check in with Dante Powell. He's a big Saints lover, Yankees, Lakers, uh, and LSU. It seems like he picked every team that had won something and then decided to stick with them. You met a fan like that before? Well, I am a Yankees fan, have been since I was a child. So you're that guy. Uh, being a Warriors, Chiefs, and Yankees fan, everyone assumes so. When's the last time you've been in New York? I've never been in New York. The re- <laughs> so the reason I became a Yankees fan is because when I was a child, my dad told me, well, I hate the Yankees. So me being the obnoxious little kid, it's like, well, I'm going to become a Yankees fan. If it says anything, though, my grandpa was the only other Yankees fan in my family, and I actually have a Yankees tattoo for him on my left thigh. Okay. Well, that's that's sweet at least, but you should probably maybe visit a game or something. I'd be a true fan. I've been wanting to go to New York. I just can't afford it because I was in college, and then I've been underpaid for the last couple of years. Well, that's the thing about the Midwest. There's no professional team in this state, so you can't really fault someone for having an outside yeah. team. I'm a you know I'm all things Philadelphia. I'm Eagles. I'm Phillies. Uh, you know, and I have to have a backstory every time the tell people why I even like these teams and if I'm not a Bears fan or a Chiefs fan um, who am I missing here Vikings yeah well if it says anything I have been to like a dozen Yankees games between going to Royals and the Twins okay you're so, that obnoxious visiting fan yeah. okay but yeah. I mean when those two teams were terrible for quite a few years I was able to get pretty cheap tickets like we went to a Royals game on Memorial Day last year it was me and three buddies we got tickets for 19 bucks a piece yeah. We just made a day trip out of it. It's like we're going going to Kansas City for like 120 bucks for four tickets and gas. Yeah, easy trip. When you're in Iowa, you can drive, you know, four hours in any direction and be outside of Iowa for the most part. Uh, so Dante Powell joining us next hour. As I mentioned, he's a Saints fan. So we'll talk a little football, a little more basketball, baseball with him. Uh, we do have Tavion Bell coming on next week. Uh, we'll talk all things Iowa football. Phil. Um, we're also going to talk music next year, next week. It's uh, New Year's Eve. And 2021 is on the way. I personally am a booking manager at a venue, and uh, I personally miss festivals, uh, live events in general. Even if it's Monster Truck at this point, I just miss being out and feeling that energy of a crowd. Um, and so we'll talk with Sam Summers, owner of Woolies, First Fleet, and Hinterland, and see where the music business is headed, live music industry in general for 2021. Um, I'm getting whispers as more like late 2021 to early 2022 of actual festivals and normal concerts not the pods not the sit down normal stand up elbow to elbow don't like the guy next to you type of concert 
uh, I'm getting another sense or word that it's going to be a, about another year for my inside sources. So we'll talk with Sam Summers next week about that. And Tavion Bell, former Hawkeye running back and NFL running back, you know, getting drafted behind Fred Taylor. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about what that's like because that, that dude was a beast. Madden, what, 03? Something like that. That was a guy that we definitely lost too soon in that house robbery. And, yes, and, I agree. And, and, oh, I'm thinking of Sean Taylor. Never mind. Fred Taylor. Oh, yes, Fred, Fred Taylor, Taylor running great back. Great running back. Oh, my God. But Tavion is someone we lost early. He had two gruesome injuries. I heard uh, NFL career that was looking special. I think he's Hall of Fame in the state of Iowa as a high school player and then doing the same thing on the uh, Hawkeye field. Uh, so we'll talk with him next week. In two weeks, we'll have Seneca Wallace to talk all things Iowa State and NFL. Seneca, a coaching assistant with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he was supposed to come on today, but then he realized my Eagles were playing as Cowboys this Sunday. So he backed out and said, I'll call in in two weeks. Understandable because we're about to make a run and I wouldn't want to embarrass him on live radio anyway. So is that run just going to be Jalen Hurts running for his life from your porous offensive line? Uh, you know, we we'll, we'll see. We'll we'll talk again about this next week. As, you know, that's coming from a Chiefs fan. You're welcome for Andy Reid, by the way. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going to take a break, get out of here. Uh, second hour, as I mentioned, Dante Powell. We'll talk more NBA. Uh, I also want to talk CBD. Uh, it's something that's now legal for it to be mailed to your house in the state of Iowa. It's something that I believe can help you. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Go deep. Your boy Tyreek. Be right back. Des Moines Radio Group Station, and home of ESPN Radio. This is 1350 ESPN. Simulcasting on 102.1 FM. Des Moines Sports Leader. Welcome back to the program. Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. Still joining us in about 30 minutes. Dante Powell, comedian out of Louisiana, but I think he's now from Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, his album went number one on iTunes and Amazon this summer, known as Squirrels Get Fat. Uh, so we'll talk everything sports else with Dante. I believe he has a show coming up this uh, New Year's Eve, a week from today uh, at Teehees here in Des Moines. Uh, again, I'm your host, Tyreek, joint here with Frenchie, my producer. You all right over there, Frenchie? Yeah, just looking at some of our stuff just in case I uh, needed for the second hour, but looks like everything's running all right. Haven't screwed up too bad just yet. No, nope. Frenchie's been a little panicky, but he's doing great. You're doing great, man. Hang in there. Whew. <laughs> uh, you know, we're... We were talking with, uh, in the first hour, we talked with Lewis Bing, NFL agent. Was it time for Coach Campbell to flirt with the NFL? He personally thought, you know, it may not be the best situation out there or, you know, it all depends on the situation. But I'm one of those that think that window's going to close quickly open. But I think it's going to close quickly here in the next year or two. I would hate to see him leave, especially with Brees having, what, two more years? Yeah, and at least getting one more year out of uh, Brock Purdy more than likely. Yeah, Brock's not going pro. Sorry, Brock. I would love to have you on here in a couple weeks, but you're not going pro, bro. Uh, let's just wait another year, ride with the team. Um, you know, see how you do in Arizona. We got a big game coming up in a week, so um, we'll be here next week to get you ready for that as well. Yeah, I really think that uh, Iowa State is in. <coughs> I was. Uh oh. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh nope, nope, nope. Pause. Timeout. Get. Get Frenchie out of here and get him a COVID test ASAP. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of COVID tests, uh, Frenchie's taking a vacation next week. Is yeah. that right? Uh, so, you know, the first person in the history of jobs to work one week and then to Florida the next week. Well, I doubt I'm the first, but I definitely won't be the last. Uh, you might be the first to actually get to return to that job that, after that's that. That's a better one, yeah. 
Uh, but on that return, I think what we need to do is send you over to Horizon Event Center for a rapid COVID testing. We can do it live on the air, but I do not want you back in this studio until you test <laughs> test negative after a Florida trip. Just saying, you know. I mean, you should test for a lot of things when you go to Florida. Uh, yes, and you, you can have all those tests live on air if you want, uh, COVID being one of them. Uh, I have a question for you, man. I recently was renting a townhome uh, back in August. I moved out of this townhome and into a house. And, you know, during this process of moving out, we had what is now known as derecho. Did I say that right? I think I've heard derecho, derecho. I just call it, show. I call it the reco because the it wrecked everything in the state. Well, it wrecked the front window of my townhome on the patio. It picked up the table, brought it around the house and then threw it into the front window. Uh, being a townhome, you know, I thought, okay, maybe the housing association would handle it. I had renter's insurance, so my rent insurance will handle it or it's on the owner. Uh, unfortunately it fell on the owner. So when I moved out, you know, normally an owner has about two weeks to four weeks to send you your deposit. I made sure I cleaned, got the carpenter and a handyman and fixed some things. I did have some paint coming off the wall from the, from mounting the TVs. But besides that, I'm thinking, uh, oh, you might keep about 200, $300. I'll get the other thousand or so back. Uh, so nothing, nothing happens, you know, three months pass, four months pass, November. So I finally sent a text to the landlord. I'm like, uh, you know, I feel slightly taken advantage of, you know, I haven't heard from you. I'm thinking I'm at least getting, you know, three fourths of my deposit back. And he kind of gives me a breakdown. I'm saying, oh yeah, well there's $500 off for, or that I'm keeping for this uh, window from the table going through. And so my question is to you, my insurance would have paid for it, but it was supposed to be on his insurance. The association would have paid for it, but it's supposed to be on his insurance. So is he right to charge me on my deposit for that window? No. That, one, I'm no lawyer or insurance guy, but I feel like he's redirecting his anger. And he's, he's I should preface this with he's putting the townhome on the market. So I moved out so he can sell it because I didn't want to buy it. Uh, so I, obviously me moving in as a renter, he treats me differently than someone moving in as a buyer and now wants to charge me for everything. But at what point I see that there's all types of recovery relief funds for Derecho and wants to take it out of my deposit? Is that, am I wrong here and thinking I need to go to bat for this? I really don't think so, especially with that being, you know, such a random, uh, you know, nature for lack of a better term. I mean, they named the thing. It wasn't a tornado. It was a Derecho and there was tons of Kim, can we say COVID Kim on the radio? I don't know. Uh, we just did. I don't know if COVID Kim used the funding for my window on her staff. But I don't feel like I should be responsible for this. So uh, if you are an insurance guy, a lawyer, a landlord, please 515-244-1350. Call in. At, we'll open the phone lines again at the end of this hour. Let me know if I'm responsible before I spend money and hire these $10,000 lawyers just to get $500 back. Because right now it's the principle of the matter. And I'm kind of upset. I feel taken advantage of. And I don't know if he thinks, you know, oh, single dad, he doesn't know what he's doing. Let's just get him. He won't care. Uh, I don't feel like I should be responsible for this. And I feel like I should call some noise. Yeah, I uh, don't disagree with you, especially since, you know, in living in my apartment, if something were to happen to crack a window, I would not be responsible for it. So I don't know what's different with your townhome. It was the act of God to bring that table up in the air around my townhome and through that window, you know, and he could check whatever footage he needs. But I wish uh, I wonder if we can get well, probably can't get Governor Kim on anymore to ask her about it because I just called a covert Kim. Uh, but if someone can call in and give me some feedback, 515-244-1350, let me know if I'm about to fight a battle that I cannot win. Uh, as I mentioned, we got Dante Powell coming up here in about 20 minutes. Um, I do want to talk a little more basketball. We talked about James Harden and the trouble he's been getting in. 
Uh, and not even trouble. You know, he got pictured or videoed without a mask. He was at his friend's party. I don't know how he explained it. Some people called it a strip club. He called it his friend's opening and she's doing big things and he wants to be there to support. Uh, but in my opinion, you know, it's day one, day two of NBA regular season. Yeah, it just started on the 22nd. Why are we not in a bubble? Why are we not back in the bubble? Why are, why are we acting like our numbers six months ago are not worse or better? You know, our numbers now are not worse than they were six months ago. Why shouldn't we still be in a bubble? I mean, realistically, should be in a bubble, but... I mean, college football should have been in a bubble. We learned that quickly. College football is really tough to do with, you know, so many college football teams. I think the big thing with um, the NBA right now is that, you know, the players were in there for a couple months. It's like, you know what, we can deal with that, especially since, like, once the playoffs started, they got to bring in a couple family members. But, man, to lock you know, lock them down for six months. Oh, I get it. Away from the family, but we're in a pandemic. You know, we want to play sports. Yes, sports is good for our soul. We need to play sports. We got to keep it as normal as possible, but we still got to be kind of safe, right? I mean, they're, you know, Iowa State's letting in, what, 3,000, 5,000 fans into the basketball games now, um, which there's plenty of space to separate, I think. Uh, Still, when you watch some of these games on TV, it seems like even though they only have a third of the fans, they're still all bunched up in the same sections. And I don't know if they're just trying to see what works, but it feels like we're not doing our best to try to avoid this pain of the sports. We're thinking, oh, we just get back to normal. It'll be okay. And I feel like that's where the one Big Ten football failed itself. You know, that they could have put just Indianapolis, wherever it may be. But I think that's where NBA is starting off. There's so many NBA games. There's so much travel in NBA. Uh, There's so many players, staff, equipment managers involved in that process. Football, NFL, somehow you know, managed to get through a lot of issues. You know, the Steelers, I think, got the bad end of the stick on the COVID line for this year. Uh, But with NBA, there's so many games, and we're in day two and already canceled a game yesterday. Uh, Do you think we're going to adjust to a bubble? I don't know, honestly. Especially, you could see already how the uh, travel restrictions were a problem before the season even started with uh, they're playing in Tampa Bay, the uh, Raptors. Couldn't play in uh, Toronto. There was actually talk of them coming to Kansas City, and I was really excited about that prospect because if they were successful, the NBA has talked for years about expanding, and two big spots would be Kansas City and uh, Seattle, bringing the well, Sonics back. it might have been a proof of concept, but don't get it twisted. Raptors are not moving to Kansas City. No, Drake, it was Drake more like will ex- not let that happen. Toronto no, loves that team. This was just for this season because like, okay. they're playing the travel restrictions. You couldn't go into Canada. That's yes. why... Yep. Uh, the Blue Jays had to play in Buffalo yep. this year. But, um, man, it would just be a really cool opportunity for an expansion. Not to move the Blue the, But a new Raptors. team to start in Kansas yeah. City. I, don't, just, I, I would love to have an NBA team that close as well, just like uh, Minneapolis. But I, I'm not sure the Kansas City market can handle a football team and a basketball team. I don't know. And a baseball team. And the, and the baseball team, you know, mind you, the Royals have been better these last couple of years, making quite the run the last couple of years. Uh, but that's the chief city. Oh, it is. But keep in mind, though, the Sprint Center is a major thoroughfare for college basketball and could be a huge draw in downtown Kansas City for basketball fans to have a regular team there all the time every year. Oh, you mean Hilton of the South? Pretty much. I've been there. Power and Lights. Shout out Power and Lights. McFadden's. Reagan. Yep. You also got the College Basketball Hall of Fame right there. Or one of their... The College Basketball Experience, I guess, is a better term, but... Are we, are we having a Big 12 tournament down in Kansas City this year? Have they decided that? I don't know. I, I don't know if we're going to have a Big 12 tournament. I don't know if we're going to make it that far. Hey, Drake for the win. Drake University. 
nine and oh, not playing Big Brother. As you know, I, I feel that magic. I think you guys are avoiding it right now and thinking, eh, you know, it's just Drake. We'll see what they do. But uh, they're going to make a run. Man, I get to watch, you know, working with uh, Waukee High School the way I do, I get to watch Coach DeVries' son dominate with Tucker DeVries, and that kid can play some basketball. You think they're good now? Wait a year when he's going to be lacing up for his dad for the Bulldogs. 515-244-1350. We'll open up the phone lines at the end of the hour. Still to come, Dante Powell, comedian, number one on iTunes and Amazon this summer with Squirrels Get Fat. Great bit about Hay, Des Moines, Iowa in general. We're going to take a quick break. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. We officially went an hour and 13 minutes without saying Merry Christmas to anyone. Can you believe that? I I don't know if it's just me, but I just don't feel that Christmas feel. Uh, we went hour and 13 minutes without saying Merry Christmas to anyone. Leonard Houston was on the phone. He, he even got you know kind of upset and hyped about Drake. I could have calmed him down Christmas, and I completely missed on that one. Uh, NFL, NFL uh, agent Louis Bing had a great segment talking to NFL, college. Not one Merry Christmas to that guy at all. And I mean, we've also had two Christmas songs for outros from Chris Brown and Snoop Dogg. So, ah, well, there's my spirit right there is the hip hop world and how it meshes well with Christmas. And I have two kids. I got an eight year old and four year old, Callie and Kennedy. It's just not Christmas in my house. We, you know, we, uh, their mom lives about five blocks away. So I just take the toys over there. She has the tree. She does the decoration. I'm too busy for the single guy. The last thing I want is like tree pines all over my house, you know, uh, but it just doesn't feel like Christmas besides you know it being three degrees when we got outside this morning I uh, remember yesterday when we came in for some training it was 50 degrees and just starting to s- snow a little bit but then it was negative 10 wind chill by the end of the night that's Iowa for you you know and I it's it's a it's obviously a different Christmas you know it's that year where CDC says hey don't travel for Thanksgiving don't get with your family for Thanksgiving I feel like they haven't said it as much for Christmas because Thanksgiving is kind of that gathering holiday uh, but I have fully embraced the quarantine i fully embraced the life i was born for this i was made for this for the next seven years on thanksgiving christmas ah sorry you know COVID. i'm gonna go ahead and stick home this year <laughs> it, it might be it might be coming back yeah you got you never uk has quite the version right now and We're, we got COVID 20 coming in it's COVID 19 too electric boogaloo but i did see that uh coach prome allowed the iowa state players to go home for christmas their game uh was canceled and so he allowed them a the couple extra days to head home for Christmas, which I'm not sure how even Iowa State would feel about that. You know, they told their kids to stay home and not come back till late January, whereas Iowa State basketball players are coming back. Um, and the fact that they can't beat any team right now, which makes you think they can beat COVID. Uh, so I'm not sure about their, uh, and that's coming from a Cyclone fan. Say Maybe the fact they can't beat anyone makes it like, you know, maybe go home then we have an excuse for a couple weeks of extra practice or something. And, and I, I, I hate doing this as a, you know, you got to you got to understand my Cyclone fanism originally started as an Eagles fan, a Sixers fan, a Phillies fan, a Philadelphia fan. And we're very, uh, you know, we're very strict on our teams. We love them. We love hard. We hate hard. And I'm almost to that point with with Prome. And I and I, I love Coach Prome. I, w- I look forward to hopefully having him on here in a couple of weeks. Uh, but I'm at that point where with Campbell, I said, you know, he should start flirting with the NFL. He has that choice. With basketball, I'm kind of thinking Jamie Pollard should start flirting with other coaches. I am I am I too far left on this because I, it's I feel like three years ago I first felt that feeling. I think with Prome, one of the big things is once Hoiberg left, he took a lot of that love 
for Iowa State kind of with him. Oh, because, he, ripped, he ripped our hearts out. Yeah, he was the hometown boy. He was, you know, the NBA star. And then he stepped on it when he went back to Nebraska afterwards. Yeah, that... Yeah. I don't know I, what we did to Hoiberg, but he hates us. That ups, I even made the comment last year of, you know, before... There was a couple years actually ago when uh, he was look. He got fired by the Bulls. It was like, what if Iowa were to fire McCaffrey and bring Hoiberg in and really just throw off the balance? But let's honest, be honest, the biggest travesty of... Uh, Fred Hoiberg to Steve Prome was Applebee's going from the Hoiberger to the Prome Burger instead of coming mm. up with something better. Mm. Very lazy marketing right there. Yeah, it's like I know that you know Prome is harder to do mm. than Hoiberger, but I mean you got the Franwich. It's like you could probably come up with something. But I think at that point when that happened, they knew they were like eh, long. Let's just throw it, throw his name on a burger. Hoiberger will be back in five you years. Done like a pomegranate, a pomegranate margarita, and called like the Promegranate uh, Margarita. Or you something. know, I feel like that's what our team is right now is a, a soft margarita. Like it needs more alcohol. Like we're just we're not tough. We need that enforcer. You remember Kenny Pratt? We yeah. need we need Kenny Pratt to just come off the bench for us right now and just I mean, throw even some like, bows. Even in Mario Shayok was yeah. that same type of player. You just need Shayok someone that can toughen up. Like you, George Niang wasn't necessarily the toughest player, but man, he'd bang down low with guys. He, he was the hustler. Yeah. He was the hustler. Pfizer. We've always had those players where they're not big enough to be a center or even a traditional power forward at times. Uh, they typically want to shoot a three, but they're they're bangers. They'll go out there and get you 15 rebounds. Yeah, um, and we we just and I and I and I hate to blame Prome because we had kids who left early two years ago. Um, you know, we had Halliburton this past year who you know barely played for us, and then writingly so went to the NBA and got his money. Uh, so I, it's, it's been I, rough, but I, he's had time to recruit. I just I, I still did not like Wigington and Taylor Horton Tucker leaving early, like. Horton Tucker was going to get drafted. There's no way he wasn't with his size and versatility. And, you know, that he had the, I think, the biggest wingspan of any non power forward or center in the draft class. So that was pretty nuts. I think his wingspan is like 6'10 for a guy that's like six foot five. Yeah, but you could say, ah, oh, he left early. He shouldn't do it. But look at that. Look at my man right now. He's hooping. Yeah, He's hooping. That's what I'm saying. Horton Tucker leaving early, that's, that's pretty all right. But Wigington. Yeah, Wigginton, I think that's where we went wrong last year or two years ago is him leaving and not us going wrong. Both both sides. He left and it hurt his stock, you know, and it hurt our stock as well. And we became kind of a on a downward spiral instead of an upward spiral or upward trend. And and I, I don't see us changing from that downward spiral with Prome right now. And that and you know, in a couple of weeks we'll have uh with David from Des Moines Register with recruiting. Uh, we're hoping to have Matthew Bain. Yeah. Matthew Bain. Matthew Bain. And so we'll we'll talk to him about how Iowa State looks, you know, moving forward on the recruiting trail. Uh, you know, I know we look strong in football on recruiting, uh, but you know, uh, it, it might be time to change up that prone burger Applebee's. I, you know, I don't know, but if we did, who do we get? Who's the next? Who's the next coach of Iowa State basketball? See if Matt Campbell can coach basketball too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what he needs to start flirting with. He's going to be a dual coach. I mean, is is Stenson coaching yet? Is Tinsley coaching yet? I mean, I, I feel like we need some legacy back at Iowa State. You know, I, you know with, that, that Hoiberg feel. Yeah, and like I would love to throw like a Craig Brackens or something like that. But does he you, coach? Yeah, I. Yeah, you, we're just we're pulling any name besides Prom right now, just to get a change up, which I, I hate doing. And like I said, I, I love what he did before he came to us. Love what he did with Hoiberg's players. You know, asterisk. But not much sense. I think he's a good coach, not a great recruiter. It's Ooh, the same. You hear that, Prome? It's kind of the same thing that I say about Kirk Ferentz. Ferentz doesn't necessarily get the four or five star recruits, but by the time those guys leave the programs, they're first or second round prospects, and that's why you see an Iowa lineman or tight end, or you know, 
potentially even running backs get drafted into the NFL and have successful careers. I mean, a couple of years ago, I made an all Iowa team on uh, Madden with Iowa, Iowa State, you and I, and almost the entire offensive defensive lines were all Iowa players. And a lot of them were pro bowlers or all pro. Yeah, I mean, there's no secret that Iowa has more uh, next level players or have produced more next level players than Iowa State. Um, my question would be, and maybe we'll post this on our social media, uh, which is, do we have a Twitter page up yet? Yeah, at Go Deep Radio. And our Facebook page? At uh, it's Go Deep on 13. 13- okay, so we'll, we'll pose a, a question, maybe boost it. Uh, but what is what is your Cyclone Mount Rushmore? What is your Hawkeye Mount Rushmore? And, I, and how many heads on Mount Rushmore? Four? Yeah. Four or five. Now we're talking just football, <laughs> just basketball, or just overall. Uh, overall, because I, you know, I, I think you can put coaches in there. I think you can put program directors in, or athletic directors in there. You know, I've 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 seen a lot of top twenty-five Iowa State lists that don't have Jack Trice in it. You know, I feel like the stadium. I feel like he was a, a big part in implementing my type of color into the sport of Iowa. Uh, I think he should be at least in that top ten. I, you know, obviously we always say Seneca, Troy Davis. Uh, Pfizer, but you know, Alan Lazard, Lazard is, is Lazard in your top, his numbers say they are, I was going to say, he, you know, he po- or, uh, passed up an opportunity with Florida state who were just coming off a national championship with Jameis Winston. He picked going to Iowa state so he could go play where his dad did. It's a local team coming out of Urbandale. Yeah. And then he left the program as the number one all-time receiver. Did never, did not leave early, stayed all four years. Yes. I think if you're talking about players in the last five, ten years, he would 100% be in the conversation. Impressionable player. And I think a big part of those numbers is staying all four years. Uh, Have I ever told you my Alan Lazard story? uh Uh-oh, here we go. Uh, Go for it. He ended my basketball career in high school. He shook you? Uh, no, I didn't play. Look at me. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm thinking I, like you can't handle a crossover. I can no. just see right I, now. I, I weighed over like, 280 when I was a senior in high school. I, wow. I was at the end of the bench. Hey, you can't trust the skinny cooks though. But, uh, but when we were, uh, it was my senior year. We were, we, we, you know, Norwalk's 3A school. But that year we grew so much that we end up moving up to 4A in a couple sports and uh, like our music and band stuff like that. All that, can, that music and band is a sport. No. That's why I said our sports oh, and okay. music and okay, band okay, all bad. moved up to four A competition. Now following, so we played three A regular season, but we got stuck with. If we'd stayed three A, it likely like where we would have been. We would have had a chance to make it to state. Instead, we got to match up with Urbandale and Alan Lazard, who had just won like ten games in a row, and their entire defense was a one-two-two zone where they put Alan Lazard at the top and just let him guard our point guard wingspan on wingspan. Yeah, at six foot five. <laughs> is faster than most guards in the state and can jump out of the building. You know, he was ta- uh, Leonard Hughes was talking about I want to say Alan Lazarus was at least 35 in high school. He well, was he ridiculous. You say that he could have went to Florida State. Houston could have went to Michigan State, son, and he went to Drake. Yeah. You know, people make choices in life, which yeah. it, it worked out for Lazard, you know, and I think him uh, obviously having Aaron Rodgers uh, in practice every day is definitely going to impact his career and prolong his career, I think. Uh, but then all many weapons. He's got possible receivers in the game, yeah. top three receiver on his team. Uh, and then they have some other role player receivers, but that gives Allen an opportunity to get those playing minutes, uh, step up and make those big plays. So I think he got put in a great situation for him. I'm still not sure I put him in my top five. I don't all know if you time. necessarily put him top 25 all time. Uh, he's just, top 25, but yeah. top five. You're Mount Rushmore, top four, whatever it yeah. may be. I'm just uh, saying you know, there's a Troy any, Davis in there. Any recent players? 
over the last like within 10, the last 15, ten yes. years. Oh, I I mean, much respect to Lazard. He he carried us, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm disrespecting him because he put up numbers. He carried us. He was our team. Yeah, for well, look uh, at the, good three the quarterbacks years. he had. He went yes. through. He, he, was that the Steel Jance era where he wow. only had like three good games in a year wow. span and then lost his job? Hey, look le- at, le- imagine what he's he out. Some, done. He's out there somewhere selling insurance right now. <laughs> but imagine what he could have done with Brock Purdy. As his quarterback. Yep, yep. And I, you know, I, I hate to be the pessimist here, but the jury's still out on Brock Purdy at times for me. You know, he he plays some great games when the offense is rock- or when the uh, running game is rocking and defense is doing what they need to do. Uh, but I think he's a a product right now. His stats are a product of a great defense and a great running game. And you know, I'm at that point in my head where I know it's only his sophomore season, but Brees Hall or Troy Davis in two years. I don't know. I think uh, Breeze definitely has to kind of step up a little bit more. Yeah, oh, not necessarily step up, but continue to grow. And I think it's gonna be really. I mean, he's fu- got to get two thousand yards in two seasons. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think it's gonna be really fun uh, for the next two years, or at least for the next year of both of them leave a year early. Watching in the state of Iowa, him and Tyler Goodson as they continue to get because Tyler Good first team All Big Ten yep. this year as a running back, and he is the best player on Iowa's offense. I love Amir Smith Marset. But it is Tyler Goodson's show on that offensive line. Well, both of the Iowa teams, uh, they're based off the run at this point. You yeah, know, and they the have run. been for a long time, yep. honestly. And and that's what Campbell's been trying to do. We finally got some consistency back there. And, you know, uh, as I mentioned, Brees is a sophomore, but we got depth at the running back. You know, our senior, I can't even say his name. I don't know if you can, but nope, our senior, not even going to try. <laughs> going to try. Uh, he, so Iowa State's, you know, we got a chance to be a top 10 ranked team next year to start the season. Uh, and continue it and have a good run, depending on how the season is set up, if we're just playing Big 12 or if we're playing a regular season or not. Uh, but I also think that, you know, Campbell could step away, grab a head coaching gig. I don't know who replaces him. You know, we'll ask Seneca, if he, Seneca in two weeks if he's uh, interested in possibly continuing that coaching that he's starting now with the Dallas Cowboys Dallas, and bringing it to your Iowa State Cyclones. Who knows? You know, I don't know if he's ready for that. But even as a coordinator, it, I think that's that's the type of hype we need if Campbell leaves, and that's the type of hype we need for basketball right now as we push out prone. We need to fire fire prone, but fire prone. Yeah, I think it'd be even fun if you were to bring back a guy like Melvin Edgem or Nas Long as a uh, um, a you know Love assistant Nas. coach just to start out, you know, building a little bit. It at least brings some more intrigue and gives you one of those young guys who can help in recruiting. Elgem seems like the type of person that would be a great coach. He was just a you know a stand up dude and just seemed like a leader. Uh, so, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I don't know what process that would be. I don't know if he's interested in coaching. Um, but I think Iowa State needs someone, that that name. We can't just pull another rabbit out of the hat, uh, another, you know, mid-coach who did well. And I'm not calling Pro a mid-major coach, but I'm I just mean, he, he literally was a mid-major coach. And, did, and he did well. Yeah, he was really good at Murray. Imagine what he could have done if he had been there when John Morant showed up. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure he's kicking himself right now for that also. But maybe he couldn't recruit John Morant, yeah. Morant you know, he, Players or players don't just show up. Coaches go out and get them. Exactly. You know? So, and, and I haven't seen Prome besides Halliburton go out and really get them. You know. So uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We got Dante Powell coming up right after the break. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes. Go deep. Your host yeah. Tyreek. Wow, wow, wow. I know we gonna make it if Mike will made it. Yeah. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. We're back here live, Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. 
Uh, as we mentioned in the first hour, we have comedian Dante Powell coming on the show. He is best known for Squirrels Get Fat, number one on iTunes and Amazon. Uh, Dante, is that just what you go by now? I'm no, Mr. Number One on iTunes and Amazon 2020? <laughs> I, if that's what you want to call me, I'm fine with it for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, go for it. Uh, you know, and you know, we refer to you as that because you had a great 2020 with that album, Squirrels Get Fat. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, how did that change your comedy world? I mean, I, I got to imagine that brought more bookings that just let opened the, the tunnel for you as far as people who knew about you and getting you out there. Oh, man. You know, what's crazy is that uh, had there not been a pandemic, maybe that would have happened. Instead, it just kind of stayed. <laughs> Stay yeah, we're, we're not exactly booking shows right now as a venue. <laughs> Great year, but we can't book you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So uh, it, it it basically made people reach out to me and go, "Hey, man, love the album. If it wasn't for a worldwide pandemic, I would gladly book you here." And I'm just like, all right, all right I guess that's great to know. <laughs> like, yeah, can I can I hold you to that in 2022? Yeah. <laughs> so. And and so you are you are originally from Louisiana, is that right? That's right. I'm from Bernice, Louisiana, home of Willis Reed. Oh, okay. You know? I was just about to, man, I was just about to clown say, how south does Bernice, Louisiana sound? Like where, hey. you're, where you're naming it after your niece. Oh, let's well, call that part Bernice. <laughs> and this one, actually, Walter. Yo, so like the place I'm from, like it's, it's the it's the next town over from where Carl Malone is from. Oh, Carl it's Malone's from like, Louisiana? Yeah. With that voice? Um, Hey man, get out of here! Come on, now. don't do Carl like that. Come uh, on, maybe he's just—I mean, he's—he never went back to Louisiana after Utah, so something's up. No, he—he he lives there now. Oh, does like, he? I, oh, okay. Yeah, the the last time I was home, I saw Carl Malone fishing. That's not even. Wow, <laughs> and that, I even if you're lying, that sounds like a Carl Malone story. That's how everyone. It's one hundred percent true. But yeah, like we we had Hoopers where I'm from, man. Paul Millsaps from right there. Oh, okay. Uh, the dudes from Duck Dynasty—they can hoop. Oh. <laughs> that's I a mean, joke. That, well, that was a joke. But they're from around there. <laughs> they are. They are. Okay. And uh the way you're talking about hooping, I assume you can hoop too. Oh yeah. The guy who the guy who was on first. I know you thought you had to worry about cursing. Nope. Did, you know not me. Did you not hear me. that? Did anybody yeah, else I've, catch that? <laughs> nope. I'm not snitching. I'm just <laughs> no. telling you you thought it was gonna be me and it's not. But dry, dry yeah, snitching. He's, he said he had a forty three inch vertical and I, mine's easily like forty seven. So oh, okay, tell easy. him to get his Tell him to get his vertical up. Yeah, well, he he claims he can still dunk, so maybe I can get both of y'all on you know yeah. in my office dunking together, and maybe Frenchie too. He's Frenchie. I don't think Frenchie. he's Frenchie hasn't left uh, about four inches off the ground since birth. Tell all of them to pull up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna put me out of the three point line. That's Fren Frenchie doesn't. Uh, he doesn't want that smoke. They're gonna put me out of the three point line. That's all they need to know with me. Hey, <laughs> we all we all play a part, Frenchie. <laughs> so we all play our part. Uh, so let's talk a little, um, you know, how did you're, you're from Bernice, Louisiana, but you are now technically from Des Moines. How long have you been in Des Moines? I've been here for eight years now. Eight years. And at what point were you a, co a comedian when you moved to Des Moines? When you left Bernice, I was were not, you funny? No, no. I mean, I've always been kind of a silly, funny dude, but I didn't start stand up until I moved here. So uh, what, what brought on that where you just, you know, open mic night and said, you know what, F it. Or um so yeah I, one one of my friends so I, I moved a young woman and then she broke I have anything to do Ooh, and one yeah. of my always <laughs> happens that way <laughs> it's okay like things happen you yeah. know relationships don't always work but it, nevertheless I didn't have anything to do I one of my friends thought I was really funny and was like hey man you should go to an open mic 
I went, I tried it out, I kept going back, and then people just started giving me money to do shows, and eventually I was like, oh, well, I guess... I'm a comedian now. I guess this is what I do for a living. (laughs) And and before you were a comedian, back in the days of Bernice, Louisiana, you were a truck driver, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually... So there's a a trucking company based here in Des Moines called TMC, and I'm a part-time instructor there. Oh, okay, Um, okay. So yeah, if if you need a CDL... Come to TMC, and I, I probably won't be working that week because I don't. I put in very minimal hours. Um, Shout out but, TMC, uh, always hiring yeah, if you need a job. I love them. I, they're a great company. So they are a great you, company. Yeah. So at this point, you're eight years deep into Iowa. Have you picked a side yet? And you know what I mean by picking a side: Cyclones Absolutely, or I the other. What, I what side? The, I picked the Bulldogs. Oh, Drake! It's a good year. Look at you! Look at you! It's a good yeah. year to be on them Bulldogs. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, they're both, I, they're both like the Cyclones and the Hawkeyes are both just good enough that I want to support both of them. Uh, but you got to pick a side, brother. That's just how I it know. goes in this state. There's, I know, I know the thing. Like I, like I'm an LSU fan by, like, not where this I year. Grew you're up. Not, not this year. You're not. It sounds like you're a free agent right now after watching LSU now, this we, year. We beat the Gators. I don't, I don't <laughs> like LSU because they let some stuff go that I'm not like morally okay with okay. but Recruiting. um okay fine if you're gonna make me pick i'm gonna pick iowa state because i live there closer we go to there we go um, <laughs> that's all i needed that's all i needed okay all right fine there we go and so since we're on the topic how do you feel about matt campbell do you think he should leave and go flirt with the nfl and get himself a real job i i i, I take that back not a real job as a cyclone fan, he has a great. <laughs> oh boy! As a cyclone fan, he has a great job, but he has potential to be a great NFL coach. He just has that demeanor that you know it, he can he can lead men, not just boys. Uh, what, I, what are your thoughts? Should he stick around and just ride out this legacy, or should he go be a real man? I, I think he should. I think he should stick it out at uh, Iowa State, and, and, and here's why: you have a very weird opportunity right now to turn. Iowa State into a fairly like good situation like and I don't mean like because they're a good situation right now but I mean like you you have an opportunity to like there's some potential. hit the next level oh yeah like, especially with the you young could, class he has right right so I, I I think if I'm Matt Camp like you can turn Iowa State into like the next Auburn or you know like the next situation that uh like, oh, no one's paying attention, and then the next thing you know, they're in the playoff yep. the next, like, you know, we should start five the season years, next season maybe that, two or three times. You know, yeah. we're, we're going to start as a top 15, top 10 team next season. Uh, so, I mean, the potential with Brees Hall, Purdy possibly coming back, you know, our tight ends, it's, and a great defense, you know, a top five overall yardage defense. Uh, yeah. The potential's there for us to have a great season, and, I, and, and then for him to ship off to the NFL if he wanted to. But I just think that, you know, you get it while it's hot. Just in case we had lightning in a bottle this year and it's here the same way, we're going to look back at this window. And it just slowly started closing to where now his name is never mentioned in those NFL circle conversations anymore. But, or at least as far as but I know. Isn't that, but isn't that, like, isn't that just proof that he probably wouldn't have been yes. good? Oh, like, yeah. I, I'd rather I, but I'd that, rather Matt Campbell stick around and prove that he's going to be good. Yes, And then maybe go and, like, knock it out. But yeah, instead I, of pulling a Saban and and going and then running back, yeah, yeah, or uh, I guess we call it a Hoiberg nowadays. <laughs> oh, Mister Nebraska, I'm not, you know, I'm not touching that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
One do, one thing I do want to touch, though, is uh, this Friday, your Saints go against uh, a lot of people's Minnesota Vikings around here. Um, yeah, man. You know, it, and, and overall view, it looks like it should be an easy win for the Saints to kind of lock up their division, lock the division, but kind of lock up the season and just look forward to the playoffs. Uh, but you guys are kind of coming off some uh, struggling past couple weeks with uh, my Eagles putting a Jalen Hurd on you. Um, and then the Kansas City Chief, uh, Frenchie Nation, putting another hurt on you. Uh, how you feeling about the Vikings this Friday and, you know, off of Christmas, just needing to wrap up the season and, and, and being that team that's kind of struggling down the stretch? Well, I, I always worry about the Vikings because ever since uh, Bounty Gate, they've had our number. Yeah. Um, and, and it's never – yeah, it's, it's always in, like, the worst fashion they beat us. Like, the Minnesota Miracle and then – uh, last year, Kyle Rudolph catching that uh, mm. touchdown that wasn't an actual catch. Yeah. So, Agreed. like, they always they always get us like that. But, like, we really need this game uh, considering we want to get that number one seed and have that week off heal up his ribs a little bit. Yeah. But I, I'm not worried. I'm still confident. I had a bad first game back. Just getting he acclimated back. back to the speed. He came back too early. They they rushed him back because it was the Chiefs and they didn't have faith in Jamison who James Winston who they you know paid to be their backup quarterback to step in when Breeze went down. Uh, yeah, but I think Taysom Hill just proved that he was ready to stay great stuff for until us, the so. Eagles came to town. You know what? I I that was a defensive thing. Our defense. <laughs> I, I tell you what. I, ask Jalen Hurts if he wants some of uh, Hendrickson. Uh, next week, see see if he'd be willing to take that risk again, and then we'll talk. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, we can't. He he knew what he's going against the number one defense, and there's no secret that your defense has just been crushing people this year. Uh, yeah. But it's not often that you say the offense was the problem when it comes to New Orleans. And I think right now, Michael Thomas being on IR, uh, done for the regular season. Um, Kamara is a beast, but for some reason, the ball's not getting to his hands enough the last couple weeks. You know, yeah. Hill Hill is a different type of offense. Jamison can keep the same type of breeze flow to an offense, I think. You know, hopefully not throwing six interceptions in the process. Uh, but well, I, one, one game, yeah, why, would, more, why wouldn't Jamison play this week, Friday? I I don't know. I, I think it's fine, but I, I just also look at it like he, that thing about him being like a turnover machine is more so Bruce Arian's system in Tampa. I think he knows how to be careful with the football. He he did it in college. Um, so, it, it, I don't know, man. I, I just think Sean Payton is – he's n- not a man who's risk-averse. He's like, if we can if we can take some risk, I'm going to do it. And for us, it's worked out and gotten us a Super Bowl in my lifetime. But some other times, it, it's come around to bite us in the butt. And that's, that's what winning a Super Bowl for the Saints can do for you is put you in a spot where we celebrate that as opposed to uh, making him feel like that's uh, that's something we don't like. Yeah, I, I feel that. Uh, we're joined here yeah. with Dante Powell, comedian. Uh, the Squirrel album, number one on iTunes and Amazon this summer. Is there a follow-up album coming next year? Um, Hopefully. I mean, the, pre- the pressure's I, on, brother. You know, you get, this top, <laughs> you get this top spot, and now people want you to make them laugh all the time. You know what? Then they need to come see me New Year's Eve at Teehees. There uh, Working on the new stuff. We're we're doing we're doing a New Year's Eve show. If you've never been to Teehees, it's Shout absolutely Sid, beautiful. Sid. So, hey Sid, I hope you're listening. Yeah, so uh, support me. I can't get better at comedy if I'm not doing shows. And so, 
yeah, hopefully the the follow up will be out soon. I'm gonna call it uh, Kim Reynolds is my friend, and Tariq uh, better not ever call her COVID ooh, Kim. Ooh, ooh, does the FCC <laughs> fine for that? So Leonard Cust, I say COVID Kim. Who gets more in trouble? <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, man. Again, I didn't I didn't hear any cussing. Yeah. Don't no don't dry snitching. No dry snitching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this this New Year is a week from today, actually uh, New Year's yep. Eve. Um, at Teehees, where can we get tickets? Uh, you can get tickets at teeheescomedy.com. Uh, we we have a few tables available, I think. So okay. go buy go buy those now. We're look it, all of our shows sell out. So yes, they do. Don't, I've been to a few. Don't wait till the last minute. Like you you want to go ahead and get those tables now. And as you mentioned, Teehees, if you haven't been there, it's a great place. Comedy club. Um, shout out Sid Walker. Uh, the man does Brian, you know, we're all struggling. I, like I said, I'm a sales manager, booking manager for a 3000 person venue. We've all been struggling in this business world of venues, live entertainment. And, uh, Sid has found a way to do it right. Separating the tables, requiring masks. So you sit down, uh, selling the tables early, um, and trying to get this comedy thing still going and just kind of going in general. I mean, what, they're a year old, two years old. Yep. Year just old. over a year. Yep. And so it's 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 not like comedy is new to Des Moines because they have had the Beast Village and many of comics have come through Des Moines. Uh, but the scene in general, you know, I lived in Philadelphia. I lived in the Bay Area, San Francisco. Uh, just got back from Austin. Des Moines has funny people. Des Moines has comics. Des Moines have uh, a crowd that wants to see comedy, but the scene just hasn't built up yet. And Teehees is that scene right now, and it's on fire. And the pandemic has not stopped it; it's slowed it down, but it hasn't stopped it. What do you What do you yeah. feel about Des Moines and the future of comedy, the the world that we're living in right now, and adjusting to it? I I think the I think the survivors survive. Um, it's it you know those of us who are in it and committed to it will stick with it. Uh, that's why Sid is doing well because he's committed. He loves it. He's doing it the right way. And those who like play with it and don't give it the care it it requires won't get that back from it so i i think we're uh i think comedy will be just fine uh if you haven't listened to my album go listen to the squirrels get fat we can find that we can find that on spotify right you can find that everywhere itunes spotify apple music wherever you listen to music you can find my album so uh yeah go go listen and then like i said if you like what you hear come out to tv's Get you some more of it because we're, yeah, the comedy scene here is in a show with uh, five friends that night who are absolute killers as well. So I'm, I'm, man. Dante Powell, comedian, squirrels get fat from Bernice, Louisiana, but now officially from Des Moines. Is that right? Is that when people ask where you're from, do you always preface it with Louisiana or you just say, yeah, Iowa? Yep, I say, I make sure I let them know because I have a Wikipedia page now and people, I, I noticed that. I'm listed as one of the people from Bernice, me and Willis Reed. So, <laughs> hey, we, you know, I'm, I'm, I got a rep for the city. You I made it. For- so I got a question for you. I noticed you had a Wikipedia page. There's not much there, but it adds to it. How did you, did you make your own Wikipedia page? I mean, be real with me. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know I had one. Did it just pop up? It, the, my record label did it for me. Okay, okay. I, mean, I, was, yeah. I was wondering. I was like, you got a fan out there who like found out where you're from, found out you used to be a truck driver. decided to put put a wikipedia page out there for you that's love oh you know what speaking of that you guys were kind of picking on me a little bit about my teams i just want to i want to clear something up i am uh like i'm a lakers fan by like nostalgia but i root for the pelicans like as a matter of fact the way things are looking 
we're on pace to go 72 and 0. So, oh, like, <laughs> you're, I, you're off. <laughs> you are pace. But, like, but, I'm, but it's funny because when I, when I, when I asked you who your teams were, you said Saints, Lakers, Yankees, LSU. I saw no Pelicans in there. So, I, you know, I, I'm just going by what I hear from the, the horse's mouth here. That, that's correct. But, but that's because I've been a Lakers fan. Like, we didn't have the Pelicans when I was growing up. No, so I've no. just been a Lakers fan longer. And then even with the Yankees, I'm only a Yankees fan because George Steinbrenner literally brought the Yankees to play. They used to scrimmage Grambling State University. Okay. So, like, I, my, I saw Derek Jeter his rookie season in a scrimmage in Grambling, Louisiana. Like, how weird is that? Wow. And Show me all the way Carter. It didn't happen. I, no, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no. I have pictures of, like, Cecil Fielder. Wow. It's in Grambling. So, what? like... They would come down to Grambling State University and, and scrimmage the baseball team? Yep. Wow. Yep. Never and knew that. that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So, like, I, I'm not one of these guys who's just like, um, they're winning, I'm with it. Like, I just happened to it, timing, and, like, then they were the only team on besides the Cubs because we did get WGN in Louisiana, but ESPN would just always show Red Sox-Yankees, and I just tilted toward the Yankees because I had – actually seen them in person so I, like right. i shook jorge posada's hand oh man okay those are memories i, I can't be mad at that yo we're gonna take a quick commercial yeah. break dante i want you to stick around uh come back after the break uh we're gonna open up the phone line 515-244-1350 515-244-1350 talk your favorite team talk comedy talk leonard houston being mad at drake whatever you need <laughs> uh dante you stick around i want to talk to you on the other side of this break as well let's go deep all right Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. And then what? I'm your host, Tyreek. This is Go Deep. Joined here with Frenchie and our engineer for the next couple weeks, Dustin. Uh, we also have on the phone still Dante Powell, uh, author, comedian, not author, but I guess author of the Squirrels Get Fat album, which was number one on iTunes and Amazon this this summer. Uh, do you consider yourself an author? How, what do you what do you call yourself? when I, Do I say artist? Your album? Oh. I comedian is fine. I, no. I don't know. Author, author is. Uh, you write all your really stuff, long. or you 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 drink it. Go for it. <laughs> I, I write it. I write it. Oh, Sorry, Drake. We still I want you on next month. Uh, yeah. <laughs> get, uh, get Drake on. But how how does writing go for? So I know how artists can write, and you get in. You know, you can get in writing groups and whatnot. Do do comedians get together and say, "Hey, help me knock out this joke," or do you just pra- you do it yourself and practice on another comedian? Yeah. Um. We. So early on, I would just kind of just write it, take it to an open mic, tweak it here and there, and then let that be the thing. But in some writing groups, uh, me and some of the other black comedians in Iowa started a group called uh, Black Iowa Streams. Okay. And we get together in workshops where we may take a joke and go, okay, well, I, you know, you did this one at the last show. What if you added this to that and we make you know we okay. punch each other's jokes up and tag yeah, here and sense. there and it, it it's been interesting because it takes these ideas and it pushes them from like where we think we've taken all the meat off the bone 
and someone else comes in and they're like, oh, no, there's a whole filet right here. Yeah, yep. like, what about this? Angle. And it, it makes it so much better. So I'm, I love it. it 515-244-1350 ESPN, 1350 ESPN radio. This is Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek. Again, 515-244-1350. The phone lines are now open. Uh, we have about five minutes left, so hop in there. Dante will uh, help you with your with your phone call as well while he's with us. Uh, Dante, <laughs> while we uh, wait for a phone call to come in, 515-244-1350. Uh, give me three pros and cons of being a comedian and three pros of truck driver, sir. Ooh, okay. So the pros and cons of being a comedian... Uh, let's do the cons first. The cons, uh, generally speaking, the older guys can be a uh, hard on you. Like it, it's hard to kind of break in uh, territory or yeah, a click. Yeah, very territorial. Um, and then I'd say you know, it, this kind of goes along with that. But you, when you, there's a feeling of enough room, like it feels like if I don't get that opportunity then or if someone else gets an opportunity then you've lost one when it's not really like that like there's opportunities for everyone but you just can't see that when you first start and then i think lastly would be uh just the amount of work that you have to put in to be successful versus how it looks to others so like people think that i just go on stage and talk about whatever they think i just go up there and just i'm just goofy when in actuality I've put a lot of work into it. And then I don't know, the pros would probably be, you know, getting to hang out with the funniest people in the world. Um, the pay isn't bad when, when you get <laughs> when, paid, when you can get paid. And then, uh, I'd say, uh, just the, the fulfillment you get when you take a literal idea that you have something that you thought of, and you can take it to other people and not only make them laugh, but make a list. It feels like you're doing magic, like you're making something out of nothing. And then, um, okay. I don't know, man, trucking, tr- trucking is going to be a weird one. Cause like, yeah, just give me con- one, one pro, one con of trucking. I got about 90 seconds. Okay. The con would be not being around your family and the pro would also be not being around your family. Yeah. You know, that's a, I told Frenchie, I'm built, I'm built for this quarantine, man. The next seven years on Thanksgiving, mom's going to be like, yo, you coming through? Nah, mom, you know, I see it's getting worse in UK. I'm going to just hang home. <laughs> you see that new strand? <laughs> People are going to be talking about COVID like they talk about marijuana. You got that new strand? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, man, I appreciate you being here. Dante Powell. Tell me again where we can get this album. You can get it anywhere you listen to albums right now. I'm also it's also on Sirius XM, uh, Raw Dog Radio. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music. W- just whatever you use the music and albums, you can look up "The Squirrels Get Fat" by Dante Powell, and it'll be there. You are not just going to drop a Raw Dog Radio and act like you didn't just say that. But uh, luckily, we're out of time. Where I'd carry on about that and figure out what the heck that is. But um, we'll definitely check you out, man. And next Thursday, Teehees tickets available at the door and where else uh comedy.com and it, it's uh it's gonna be a, for real it's gonna be a great show we appreciate you have or i appreciate you uh joining us man uh hopefully we can get you back here in a couple weeks talk Anytime. a little more football um but by, by then your yankees should be warming up <laughs> <laughs> down, oh, down in bernice with grambling state uh, you know what? Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll continue this in a couple of weeks. Uh, I, and I do want to get uh, Frenchie decided, you know, it's his first week, got a new job. He's still working for the ops for another two weeks at the other radio group. 
uh, or for another Ooh. two days. Uh, so we, we're going to try to get him fired by tomorrow for that. But he decided to take a, a vacation next week. One week into the job. I don't know who does that. Take a vacation. So he'll be gone next week. He'll be back the following week. I want to get him on that open mic stage. Uh, I know Teehees does, what, every Thursday when the doors are open? For open every mic? Every Thursday. Every yep. Thursday. So we'll see. Uh, I think Frenchie thinks he's funny. He gets, he has all these, uh you know, Harry Potter jokes that I don't get. Uh, so uh, <laughs> what do you think, Frenchie? Well, I think the best joke is uh, definitely the co-host I'm working with. So. Ah, oh, okay. All right. Shots fired. All right. Well, hopefully he can continue that kind of funny on the stage uh but maybe we can get dante to coach you dante we appreciate you or appreciate you being here man we'll uh, definitely talk to you in a couple weeks and merry christmas you're the first person i said that to all day <laughs> merry christmas brother thanks for having me yep that was dante powell squirrels get fat comedian go deep being here this was season one episode one the pilot show next week we have sam summers owner of first fleet concerts Woolies, hinterland festival nightfall and river and much more up down and the list continues uh, he'll be joining the show along with Tavion Banks. Uh, we'll start a new segment called Bank on It with Tavion Bank, where you, the listener, will get to bet Tavion on one of his wild, wild picks. Uh, and in two weeks, we'll have Seneca Wallace with us. Uh, he's currently uh, assistant coaching the Cowboys, someone who's playing my Eagles this weekend. So he bailed for today because he didn't want that smoke. Uh, but he will be around in a couple weeks. Uh, Frenchie, pre- yeah, we got about a minute left. And it's been a fun first show to uh, definitely get things started off. Looking forward to doing this every Thursday. Yeah, besides you messing up earlier and getting me all scrambled, I think it's been perfect. Uh, Dustin, we appreciate you being here. Uh, next week, we'll, uh, Frenchie will be on vacation because he assumes that's what happens. Uh, Dustin will be here, so we'll talk some Iowa Cubs. This is Go Deep. I am your host, Tyreek. Every Thursday, 9 a.m. to 11, 1350 ESPN. We'll see you next week. Merry Christmas. Said I'ma be a legend soon, I'm a legend now. Ah. Chris Celta, Chris Celta. It's the butcher. Yo. Go deep.